This is Triathlon Therapy with your host, Danny McKenna, professional athlete and coach, Tim Reed, and... That's too much time. Look at Steve McKenna. Steve, what are you doing, Steve? That's too much time. Advantage Reed. bad at intros by the way i'll say good stuff about clint but i don't really know how to start them so they start terribly so you can you've, already, you've, or, you've already started it's done <laughs> <laughs> okay hello everyone uh welcome from the worst intro uh podcaster on the planet steve mckenna his brother daniel mckenna and clint rollings uh, we just, we've had Clint on before, but I'll just give a quick intro. He's uh, one of the head coaches at RPG with Reedy, uh, Reed Performance Group, and they are one of the biggest and best triathlon groups in Australia now. Clint, I found out, uh, you know, I already knew this about you, Clint. You're very generous and you're a great coach who cares a lot about how his athletes go and you're very invested but then I, I learned just how far that goes when I was in Cairns. I'm not even your athlete. Reedy's my coach. But I do feel like I've got two coaches now, which is awesome. And Danny's my manager. So, um, and Lauren's uh, a bit of a life coach too. So uh, between the four of you, um, yeah, I don't really have to think. And that's hard for me anyway. So, <laughs> But Clint, um, in Cairns, you went above and beyond. So I know your athletes must be feeling very loved and... Um, from all of my chats that I've ever had with you, I know you're a very knowledgeable person. So with Reedy Sick today, um, we're really excited to have you on. And you still have one rambling person, and that's me. So someone take over, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, mate. Um, it's good to be, be on. Um, I thought when you were away, I might get the call up, but I didn't think it would be the fact that Reedy's at home sounding like his head's about to explode with a head cold. So, um, <laughs> mate, I, yeah, when he, when he said... Do you want to go on? I was like, for sure. So, yeah, it's good. Good to chat. <laughs> cool. How, how are you Thanks. going over there? Things are good. Um, my antibiotics um, finally got rid of this. Uh, I had a double infection uh, from um, RSV. So, any any time this year that I've got a virus, it's gone bacterial. This was easily the worst virus I've ever had. And I swear it went bacterial within about five minutes. <laughs> so, I was coughing up. A lot of stuff. Um, my ears, I, cu I couldn't hear for about two weeks. My ears were completely blocked. So I didn't swim for about a week and a half. Um, also, you know, every, if I did swim, the infection got worse. Um, and it was only about half an hour if I did. Um, so now I read some, I was riding over the hill yesterday to get back from San Ritz. And um, I'm reading all these messages from Lauren. And it seems like she's got my RSV because one said, Stephen, I need to go to hospital now. You need to ride quicker and get here. <laughs> One said something like, I actually think if I fall asleep on this train, I'm going to die. <laughs> so, you know, you know, it's been a good, a, a good, you've been on a good roll of sickness, mate. When you started that with, um, things are going well, the antibiotics are doing really well for me. So. <laughs> I, I have trained back an to average, <laughs> my average training hours is probably about 10 for the last five weeks. So that's, um, smaller than my off season usually. And, um, I have about, I think it's actually four weeks now or until world champs. 
Just make so, every day count and you'll be A-OK, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep saying, like, that Bustleton prep last year was so, so valuable. I'm still feeding off of it, but there's not much left. <laughs> oh, dear. It's funny, but not funny. It's not going to last that long, though. I know this, this year is going to be very tough, and then I might have the immune system that I need to not let this happen. And my giant That's... schnoz is creating issues, I think. So you're in... <laughs> Davos now. Yeah, yeah. In Davos, here for... Uh, it will be a total of six weeks. Yeah. Oh, maybe there is five weeks to the World Champs. That's a good feeling. Sorry. It's four and a half. Um, four and a half. Is it four and a half? Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Lauren is really sick right now. Um, and she's making me very nervous with all of her sniffs and coughs. And um, similar to me, it's it's a bad Danny. You just had it too, didn't you? You got it off oh, us before we left. It's been it's been fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. So I guess the hopefully now that you're, you're in your you're in your little bubble over there, mate. Just the three of you. you yeah. Can, uh, you can try and um, yeah. stay, stay sickness free for next four and a half weeks and see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, training's awesome here. It's incredible. It's um. We just, we went to Sam Ritz the other day, so I just thought I'd ride there and back, and that was five hours, then I swam. So that, that's the kind of days I'm in for. I'm been, I've kind of been making it up as we go each day, which is amazing. So just like whatever's happening with the weather, I'll decide. And um, now I'm finally getting on a proper program. Um, and today will be my first hard session in, you know, I don't know, since two weeks before Cairns or something. So you said you're going to um, jump into the lake today, is that right? Is there a lake... Close that you can swim in. Yeah, I think we'll go in the Arvo um, because my sister's here for a few days. We'll go um, even if the weather's not perfect. It's like 17 degrees, everyone reckons. Dave, the host, who is incredibly generous, um, we're staying in his um, sort of family holiday home in Davos. They usually use it for skiing. So um, as it's summer and they're going on a better holiday (laughs) to Greece, um, you know, to relax, whereas Lauren has to put up with my training and whinging on this holiday. Um, yeah, uh, we, we're just staying in his house in Davos, and Dave has been incredible. Like, we're desperate to, to you know, um, shout a lunch or a dinner or something, and he just says, mate, you're going to spend enough francs up there in Davos, so don't worry. <laughs> He's just a, a great guy. Who's, he hosted Reedy last year, Dave Clark, and um, now he's hosting me this year. Um, and did, got to do some training with him. He's a very, uh, like, relaxed trainer, kind of just goes with the flow as well. And um, as you said, keep dragging him out, mate. He'll talk it down. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he'll talk he's, it a, down. he's a closet, he's a closet, closet fitness fanatic, that bloke. Like, he, he'll say <laughs> yeah. he's not doing much, and then I might sneak a look at his training peaks, and it's like, you know, 15, 15 to 18 hours. Oh, yeah, but that's just riding to and from work. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like, that's more <laughs> than out. most people get through each week. So, no, I keep dragging him out because it's, he yeah, he's as just much so as you fit do. as well, isn't he? Yeah. I, he is incredibly fit. I was, he was like, oh, joking to his wife, Gina, saying, oh, yeah, just struggling to keep up with Steve today. Oh, and you know, making a few, I'm like, mate. I was battling. I'm honestly, honestly, I was really hurting to keep up on the rides and the runs. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and he was an ex-pro, wasn't he, Clint? Ah, uh, yeah. He raced raced a pro like when he was younger, and I think he chose um, 
he chose to go over there and and work in finance instead of <laughs> instead of chasing sickness around the world and have to hide from your children when you want to do races <laughs> and stuff like that. So, Sounds so say, much more stress free. I'm not I'm not going to say it was the uh, right decision, but it probably wasn't the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like he was like what um I don't know how this came up, but. We were talking about study or something, and he's like, oh, what have you studied? And I said, I've got a law marketing degree, almost done four subjects away from finishing law. And he's like, oh, oh. And I just felt like he was like, why didn't you do that? Okay, we are going to do things a little bit differently this week and next week, and we're going to release two shorter episodes where Steve and Clint answer a bunch of fan questions that have been sent through. This week, we'll focus specifically on the running questions and next week, swimming. So first question, what are the best running sessions for time-poor bastards for the marathon or an Ironman? Clint? Marathons are probably different to Ironman obviously um we can answer this one with like it'll have to be super broad because it depends on their fitness their history um how heavy they are how well they run all those kind of things but I'd say um best sessions for time poor for Ironman specifically like if you're still getting through your aerobic work in terms of swimming biking um you just got to get your legs tough like to run a marathon, like the, I don't think anyone ever finishes an Ironman and goes, wow, I wish I did more speed work. You know, it's about like being able to survive a marathon as efficiently as possible. So um, specific sessions, downhill running, you know, if you're going to, uh, if you've only got X amount of time in the morning, like kind of for lack of a better term, bashing your legs up and then, and then kind of surviving on those tired legs. That's a good session, downhill running um yeah and, and hilly running as well um just so you yeah you you kind of hurting your legs in the time that you have and the other one that i don't necessarily recommend for everyone but i know reedy does it and and i'm kind of pretty keen on it is it, like running in old shoots where you're actually like you're not getting that cushioning so your legs are your legs are just getting beat up pretty quickly um obviously both Reedy and I have spent a fair bit of time cramming sessions as efficiently as possible over the last few years, and that's certainly one that that works. Running in old shoes, so your legs your legs get that same hurt that they do if you if you're out there for a few hours. But yeah, bashing your legs up is probably the easiest way to put that. Uh, that that's exactly. I've done all of those things in in um, a tight push for an Ironman. Which has been all of my Ironmans. I will <laughs> jump in and say probably don't do a downhill run session the week before Port Ironman. <laughs> no, yeah, not, not, not the best option. But, the um, problem with Port Max downhill run was that it was 10 days out and I couldn't walk uh, three oh, days before the race. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a coach killer right there. But yeah, downhill yeah. running. Um, and the other one would be to like for, for marathon run, like um, standalone marathon runs, is just spending a lot of time at or slightly above your goal race pace because if you don't have that like if you've only got say like an hour or, or 90 minutes in the morning instead of just going out and running a lot of the time at like aerobic zone or like five out of ten effort or whatever you want to call it if you if you spend a bit of time running faster then you're gonna you're gonna get your legs more conditioned to 
running faster. I mean, some people I talk to seem to think that short 40-minute sessions always need to include fast injections and that zone two might not be worth it unless it's, you know, like 60-plus minutes or something like that. But that's not really the point, right, like from a weekly load perspective? And that's probably the best way to put a weekly load. Like if you think... If you think of your week as a, as one session and we're going to follow like like the 80-20 rule, right? Like that you're spending a lot of your time in the aerobic zone. Like say you jump into a couple of swims, swim squads a week and the coach doesn't really know what you're doing. You're probably getting up and spending a fair bit of time at threshold and then you might do one hard bike session on the trainer. Then nearly the rest of your week has to be spent in that aerobic zone just adding layers to the week and so specifically you say oh 40 minutes like you've got to look either side of what you're doing right like the day before the day after you might have a hard a hard bike the day after there's no point going out and yeah you might go i've only got 40 minutes i'm going to run really hard but then the next day you'll be useless on the bike so yeah there's nothing wrong with 30 40 minute aerobic runs if that's what fits into the week well can i just say that um uh what was it before melbourne i hadn't run quicker than uh i'd say 330 pace for a good or maybe even 340 pace for a good three months before melbourne 70.3 last year maybe maybe two months two and a half months or something and it was mostly easy stuff some some of it at ironman pace but not much and then went and ran a pb like a 109 or something it's always there and you only need to do threshold running about two to four weeks out, maybe two to three even sometimes, because it comes back so quickly. You, the aerobic base is everything. That's why you can go and do it so easily when you when you go to do it. And to be fair, like when you when you're coaching people, like if you know the person, sometimes it's okay to say to someone like Steve, where you just go, mate, it'll be there. We know it'll be there. You've proven it in the past. But when it's like when people need that confidence hit, sometimes you've got to just put a little bit in there to show them mm. they, can, they can do it and it's still there. But it's really hard to say to someone who's not confident in their ability, ah, oh, to be there, don't worry. But I totally agree, Steve, that you can you can do like very little hard running and, mm. and you're going to turn up on race day and, and it's going to, as long as you, you've got a little bit in there, it, it'll, um, it'll be there for sure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to run these paces you haven't done in half a year or something, but you do it for a half marathon. So that's, and it's not just because, you know, someone might hear this and go, oh, that's Steve. That's, you know, it's different because you're Steve. It's like, no, I, um, I've seen people not, you know, all they've done is build runs and aerobic stuff. Danny, um, we have Harry as one of our coaches in Adelaide, Harry Nissen, and he went and did a, a PB marathon. I think I think he did two forty eight, and he hadn't run a four minute K for like uh, three months or yeah, more. That, and he'd that been working in the mines. Me at all. Yeah. So was he in that situation? Was he just if you've got the time to just do a lot of aerobic volume? One, your legs are going to get tough. Two, you're going to get very fit. And so mm-hmm. it's not like you can't go quicker. It's just that you you don't need to at that point because, as we said before, you kind of you lay a day on day and then at the end, if you can, as long as you freshen up well enough into the race, it's, it's always mm. going to be there. He, well, he did lots of triathlon training and he really believes in swim bike now. He's like, this has changed my outlook because I've gone to the mines. I thought I was crazy unfit. I stuck to what you said and I did base stuff only. 
And then I've gone this huge marathon PB, which I've never been able to do, and I've hardly run. He's done like 40K a week for, you know, three, uh, two months after being in the mines for two months. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy what triathlon can do, and that's what Reed was saying last episode, where he felt way fitter from triathlon than he did from running, uh, you know, specific marathon running training, because he did so much time on the bike and swim. Yeah, there's only so much, like, safe running you can do before it becomes just just dangerous like with the the amount of like load that you put through your legs and pounding so like it i mean you can go and add five six ten hours a week of aerobic volume by either swimming or riding and that's certainly going to help you when you go and run a marathon so getting way away from what they said uh, what the first question was but the, the answer is like there's there's nothing wrong with the aerobic aerobic running even if it's 30 40 minutes but yeah the if you if you're really time poor i think getting your legs conditioned to the beating they're going to cop when they run a marathon mm-hmm. either, either straight or in an ironman pros post YouTube videos of themselves running fast on track. Do you guys run on track? And when in your training block would you do this type of speed work? I never run on track just because it's too inconvenient to get to and I'm always doing sessions really quickly. And also, um, it is a thing to do. Pros post these cool videos to get exposure and get a good reel. Uh, But I don't have anyone who will film me. Everyone's at work during the day in Adelaide. And, um, yeah, my priority is just get it done. So I just go on the local running path, which is just as good. I actually find it's more specific anyway, being on, we're always racing on a road. So my harder sessions are always on a, um, like a bike path or a road. Um, and because I'm doing a lot of treadmill running, um, I don't like, I don't mind the beating from the road. So, and I'm not doing enough running really to, to get injured by not going on a track or something. Um, and I don't like turning corners because if I go to a track, I'm going to have to turn around halfway through the session <laughs> so that my other hip gets a workout leaning in. Oh, my God. <laughs> the rain man. The rain man. I'm joking. Reed, you know, Reed used to say, Reed used to say Mate. halfway through a run, he would swap his watch from the left to the right. <laughs> So, back to like the, guy, do the, track. <laughs> the guys posting videos on youtube at the track i mean there's a few as steve said he doesn't have people there to film him but a lot of the time the people who are filming them are also probably taking lactate taking vo2 watching heart rate giving them splits watch making them weigh themselves or whatever it is so like i the the positive of going to a track is obviously one a controlled environment if you're okay with running circles um but also um it's yeah you've you've got the controlled environment but they can they can take the testing as you go and also yeah they can they can film their videos i guess but yeah it is good in terms of like you know how far a lap is you've got your hydration set up there you can do the testing as needed but i mean not that many people have like what Steve said, like it's it's just too hard sometimes if it's not like your absolute 24-7 gig to be able to go and use a track. Mm. So the average age grouper, if you've got one around the corner, like it's cool for 
800 meter repeats or K repeats or whatever you want to do. But if you if you're not right on the knife's edge, then running on the road or running on a path or or whatever is just as good. Yeah, I, um, do you agree with this, Clint? Like, um, oh yeah, I, I believe in race specificity. So I, personally, I can't justify that drive out to the track because I've just got off the bike and it was a hard bike. I wouldn't mind running immediately to make it similar to a race, and I'll do that once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, I feel really prepared for races and then I get to a race and it's always easier than my training sessions. So yeah, there's nothing worse than like, say your heart rate's been at X amount for hours on end and then you let yourself calm down, everything cools down. Then you got to go out the track and warm up again. Like if I'll always say to like guys who I know have a track near them, like if you're going to do, if it's a specific set and you want to do it at a track, run the five or 10 minutes with your bottles in your hand to the track, then do the session, use the run home as a cool down. But like never would I say to someone in a brick session, Hey, when you get off the bike, jump in the car and drive 20 minutes and back to, yeah. back to what the question was where they said, Oh, um, you know, a lot of the pros who post things were like, if we're talking about Lionel, he's got his wife there with the RV. If you're talking about the Norwegians, they've got Olaf there holding their hands and doing everything for them. If you're talking about mm-hmm. like Anne Haug lives at the track a lot of the time. So like it's it's probably the guys who are got a film crew there are also probably living in this little triathlon bubble where nothing else happens in life. Yeah. And practicality is just out the window. I reckon um lots of Aussie pros probably have too much on their plate to um plan a day around a swim and a track session. Um, there's just too much to fill in the day. Um, and for me, I've only got nine to five usually because Winnie will need to be picked up and dropped off. So I'm like, I've only got um, an eight-hour shift. And, you know, with the fluffing about getting to a pool and getting back and getting changed for a you know, you've only really got six hours or five. So, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, and, um, uh, you know what it's like with, like if you're if you packed everything and say you thought oh, I really want to do what you said where you get straight off the bike and then run, so if you want to pack mm. all your stuff in the car, you drive to the track, you leave your car there, and then you go and ride and you run. But that takes like what's that another mm. ninety minutes to your day? And who, like yeah. I think you're better off running on the road and spending that ninety minutes laying down and eating to recover from the <laughs> session. Yeah. You know, like if you yeah. if you don't have someone at home chopping your food into little squares and feeding it to you like some of the guys do, then like <laughs> there's no, there's no point um yeah, yeah, trying to use a track. So as someone who's taken a lot of videos of Steve in the last couple of years for Insta or YouTube or whatever, it is so much easier filming Steve at the Velodrome rather than along the the River Torrent here in Adelaide. Steve, do you remember the time I my balls basically went inside themselves filming you under that bridge? Going down that hill and hitting a pothole and that there's, noise there, I'll never forget. I think there's a reel on your Instagram somewhere and yeah, I'll never forget yeah. that. And never film me on the torrents again. Yeah, so it's a controlled yeah. environment, right? <laughs> Saying that, Mantha, my sister is here um, for two more days and she filmed me running yesterday with Winnie in the pusher and Dave's got this fuel like pusher thing, you know, those like running, running things. And it's like, it can go off road and everything. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, there was some, um, there was a track we went past and she was like, do you want me to film you there tomorrow? Haven't you got that hard run? I was like, 
weird timing but yes <laughs> so <laughs> i'm like ragging on it <laughs> but it's only two minutes away from here so um i will works. try and post one this week and see if yeah. It looks fast and cool, but I'm only doing 70.3 pace. I'll pretend it's quicker. <laughs> just, just get one of those apps and speed it up to like 1.5 or something. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then just add a bit of GST to what you write on the session online. Yeah, just oh, 70.3 pace, 240 per K. And there was 10 of them, not six. <laughs> just coming off a of sickness, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't trying. I like how you also think, your 70.3 pace being what, 320 pace? I like how you think, oh, yeah, no, it's not very, that's not very Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the vast majority would be very happy with that. How important is having a treadmill handy? Winter months are really hard running in the mornings, so would doing most of my weekday runs on a treadmill still allow me to get run fit, or is running mostly outside non-negotiable? Um, I, I personally think the treadmill is real handy for coming in and out of races. I use it a lot in my taper, um, and you can do speed work. Um, uh, you can do speed work even on the Tuesday, Wednesday before a race. Not too intense, but it just... It hardly hurts you, and your heart rate doesn't get that high either compared. So I'll do three-minute pace on the treadmill. My lactate and heart rate will be super low compared to, yeah, I'll go and do it on the road, and it's completely different. It's it's actually a threshold, um, and it hurts your legs. So um, obviously you need to hurt your legs when you're running, but, um, but yeah, the treadmill is very handy. It's still, a, it's still working your heart and lungs, and if you want your bike legs to work, for you you know if your bike is the focus like it has been for me my run's fine so i'm trying to improve it less quickly and improve my bike rapidly and what i've done in the last few training blocks is just a lot more treadmill running and the purpose has kind of been to so that I'm, my legs aren't completely beat up because if you do a hard track session there's no way you're going to ride well the next day you can still ride all day but you won't be doing any high power and for me to improve right now, I need more strength and power in these legs. Um, so so you, use it, you use it for leg speed predominantly and recovery? Yeah. So if, there's a, if, there, if there is a session in there and I go, but I want, I want my bike to be better the, the following two or three days, then yeah, I'll do that uh, cooler to track session. Um, I'll do it on the treadmill sometimes. Um, because, just because I'm, I'm, I'm just not worried about my running um, it certainly helps my that, right? Like leg speed, like because it's you're not always creating the drive on a treadmill. It's kind of creating the drive for you, so it helps you with that leg speed. And it's not gonna you're you're not gonna be having that braking effect out in front, although you don't have that as much as some. But um, yeah, that that that's what they're perfect for, right? Like get like making sure you don't belt yourself up, making sure you can get, do some leg speed, but also. Back to the question, it's like um, they're good for if it's minus 10 outside or raining or snowing or windy or you've got half an hour in the morning and you don't want to drive anywhere. So, like, as a non – it's not a – would you agree, Steve, it, like you would never do a whole prep on a treadmill, but would you? Like you've got to still get out there and get the feel for running and, and the rhythm on the road, but also using it as a tool similar to a trainer is, is awesome. Yeah, I think it just, I just put it in where I think 
like oh, I pulled up a little sore than I thought I would from that last run. I'll do the treadmill today so that I don't go overboard and my bike's ruined. So, and if we're talking weather wise, yeah, it's amazing because um, mentally you need to keep being being able to get out and going. And um, if it's a drag because it's raining again. And you're just holding off and holding off. Oh, should I go? Should I go now? Oh, it's raining even harder now. Then the, the treadmill is awesome because you just, you don't even think. You just go and do it. And, um, but the problem is you'll be as pale as me eventually. So just be careful. <laughs> Hey lads, how's it going? A uh, couple of questions. First one, Iron Man after party, or lack of it, how can it be fixed? It's ridiculous. Uh, second question, Steve, do you actually drink zero alcohol beer? If so, can you teach me how? Cheers, buddy. I don't want to offend whoever this is, but the after parties are still going. You're just not invited to my hotel room. I'm <laughs> 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 only joking, but um, but uh, there is there is some people that will keep will party. Um, it just dwindles away so quickly that people disappear, I, and you have to I just think drink what in your room. What he's, what he's talking about is like <laughs> back in the day, Iron Man used to have an actual like party the day after with the award ceremony. Like it was like you know what you. Town Green at Port, and we tried to convince you to wear your tri suit, and you wouldn't because you're a wuss. Like that used to like <laughs> that used to proper go off. They had like a big um, yeah. okay. So and I just so, don't actually know what's happened because I wasn't I think, around. So there to, you go. To, an to answer that question, the after parties why they won't come back. Um, I think it's <laughs> it would be what's a polite way of putting this. Um, Sometimes businesses have to cut costs in certain areas to make profit, mate. And, uh, yeah, so I think that it's just a cost thing because it was so expensive to run the big the big after-party shindig. And then in regards to the sports beer, Steve? Uh, sport, yeah, I do actually drink that. Um, so um, I think particularly this year with all this sickness, <clears throat> I still do get the craving for a beer and especially after a long day and – like here where I am right now in the mountains, if it's a sunny afternoon, like I really want to enjoy that view um, with a beer. So I have a, I can't get my sports beers over here. They're not sold. Um, uh, but I'm drinking like zero Heineken's um, and me and Dave had a few um, zero IPAs. Um, so yeah, they taste exactly the same. If you want the placebo effect, um, you just need to teach yourself that the alcohol isn't isn't the th yeah isn't the the key ingredient it's, to it's really big over there hey like you can kind of get it, it yeah the, yeah and it's it's the same way yep. that Australia is going I know that I don't know how your athletes are but I, it's a steady push towards like people still don't want to be that guy standing at a party like just with their water bottle like they still want to feel like they're part of the yeah the party shindig and so like. I reckon it's starting to get legs in Australia for sure. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys that, um, yeah, trying to get off the beers, like it's a great alternative because yeah. I think I think we all know it's not the best move for you to be drinking a lot when you're training as well. So yeah, Danny, that's it. I, it. We keep opening ourselves up to it. Yeah. No, I, 
I only ever drink real beer, and I'm not trying to sound cool. I just uh, that's uh, yeah. I drink a lot of mid ales, but um, I can vouch for Steve. He's always drinking zero plus sports beer. They're not just a, a sponsor for him. He's he's always got them coming to family dinners or or um, drink events with his mates and stuff like that. So because if you weren't so what drinking, happens, yeah, if you weren't drinking that, Steve, would you just do? You, do you feel like you would just end up having? You just go, oh, I'll just have one or two, and then. Yeah, definitely. we all know. Yeah, and, and then then Super Steve comes out, and we yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, peer pressure is a big problem for me. So if I just have something to relieve that, I can say no more easily. Um, because yeah, um, everyone's got their issues. I've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> when you enter a room and everyone's like, "Let's do it," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I would love to." Um, but if you you can get this, I'm finding the last two years since drinking them that the peer pressure is not getting to me. I, I can stand there and um, proudly have a zero beer because um, you can get the same buzz from just being social and and you can drink three or four of them and they taste just as good. They're delicious um, because it's the same beer. It doesn't taste any different. So, um, yeah. And also you'll regret it on that minute that you get sick or whatever. So, yeah, it's getting easier and easier to do it. And then, um, but post-race, yeah, the, the alcohol, as stupid as it is, um, I do enjoy real alcohol just because um, I do deprive myself of it for a, a long period leading into each race. So it's a big part of it to catch up with people and say some, you know, I say inappropriate things without the alcohol. So just imagine what it gets like after. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> mm <laughs>